Hello guys and welcome to episode 4 of the Football Gossip Podcast. This we this episode is a bit special and we are going to give our predictions of who we think is going to be player of the season, our kind of breakout star, young player of the season, the transfer of the summer which we think is going to perform best and our worst transfer. So Jamie, get us underway. Who do you think is going to be our player of the season? I think our player of the season by landslide is going to be Raheem Sterling. Okay. I think he played incredible getting towards West Ham, getting a hat-trick, mm-hmm. we've had more, and since then he's getting the goals in, getting the assists in, and he seems to be a completely new and bold player in this squad on the side. I think he's always had the potential to score goals, like he did at Liverpool, he didn't get off the best start. But now he seems to be this perfect player for Guardiola and his team on the left wing, getting all the gold, getting all the assists. So I think I said that when Guardiola first took over at Man City, I thought <coughs> Raheem Sterling would be a completely different player. He'd be untouchable. He wouldn't obviously be the same as what Guardiola done to Messi, where he's going to get 90 goals in the calendar year. But he'll act in a similar way to that Pedro and David Villa did in that wide flank. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Cool. Any other shouts you think could possibly be up there? Um, possibly Salah again. Maybe Van Dyke again. It depends if Liverpool, yeah. they play well on the season. Um, I think it just will be a case of whether it's first or second. Because obviously there is a bit of a stand-up class between and sitting at the pool. So unfortunately I think it's almost the same as when it used to be for picking our team this season. Or it used to be the teams from Spain, the yeah. top clubs. I sort of see the pair of the season sort of all almost just being down to whoever's 1-2 yeah. in the season. If De, Bruyne, if De Bruyne stays fair for the rest of the season... Because last season he did have a few injuries that hindered him. Do you think he could be possibly up there for a shout? He could be. He could be. He, he played well against. He played well against Spurs. Two assists. Yeah. Against the man. Tottenham, he was untouchable. Yes. The amount of space we gave him, but literally yeah. the two goals he set up, the passes, the ball for Sterling's goal and the ball for Aguero's goal were incredible. I think it works because with City's formation, they have Sterling on the left hand side of the front. And if the ball in the right is on the field, and the ball will whip in a ball, and it will most likely find its way to Raheem's pass. Because as soon as he gets the ball, or the Man City players, especially Aguero and Sterling, when they're, they're front, when they're forward, before even they he even strikes that ball to put it into the box, so they know they're already making their runs, knowing it's going to go in this direction. Yeah, they already know the ball is coming into that near post, right on the left hand side, and the players make the runs to get there. So. I think if you want to get them playing, get some assists, then yeah, it could be a real contender. It could be a horse race between Sterling and De Bruyne. Do you think, um, seeing how Bernardo Silva performed last year, he could possibly be up there for a shout? I don't think so. I don't rate Bernardo Silva as much as I would do with the other players. He is a good player, he's tenth on the ball. I do think he goes down a bit too easy on the ball. He does have a little whine now and again. Every time he gets tackled, he always whines for a brew kick. Things, little things like that. But when you've got you know, Raheem, De Bruyne, it's getting in the game. Yeah. 
So I think, I don't think personally, but I would say within my eyes, will be up there in the shortlist. Cool. I think for me personally, I, I reckon De Bruyne will be player of the season. Yeah, I think it will be a really close race. It will most likely be between Sterling and De Bruyne. Yeah, if, if he they keep playing how they are. If he stays injury free, I reckon he'll find the form that he was playing when they first won the title under Pep, when they got a 100-point season. Yeah. And they were literally, like, De Bruyne was untouchable. And he was fit, he was playing each and every week, he was the main man. Obviously, last season, he had a few injuries that put him out, and Bernardo Silva stepped up to the plate. Uh, but I do think that De Bruyne will keep it up. I don't... Van Dijk is also up there for player of the season. He was PFA player of the season last season. Whether it'll, I think for the here the two standout Liverpool players will definitely be Salah and Van Dijk. It's just I think Liverpool look a lot stronger this year. Yeah, they're getting they're getting goals Early in goals their recent performances. They do look very solid. I'd say the only issue for them is now that Allison's out. Adrian, with the ball at his feet, is just so shaky. Yeah, they stick with the same formation as last year. Probably why they've not really brought anyone in. They just have to be their start on 11. I think seeing the players that came back from injury, like the likes of Oxlade Chamberlain, Adam Lallana, they're kind of signings them themselves, so that's probably why they didn't need to strengthen and bring in kind of big signings, like yes. Man City did. It's harder to find players that you just want to use at the back of the club. It's, it's hard to fine players nowadays that want to just sit on the unless bench. it's like a goalkeeper yeah because you'll find now with more younger players yeah, who either play or they'll leave but the situation with Doi we don't know yet if he's going to sign a contract I've heard he might sign a contract but mm. then he's not made any announcements on his Instagram or his yeah. official pages so young players sort of now don't want to be on the bench anymore because that's kind of the I think that's possibly that reason, or the reason that is because of Jaden Sancho, seeing him leave Man City and go to Borussia Dortmund and make an absolute name for himself. I mean, at the start of the season already, I think it's like three games he's played, three goals and three assists. Yeah, he's been in really great form. Uh, the new boss at Dortmund, he's playing some great football. The team looks like they can score every game by the land side. And going on to what you said about players not wanting to be the second choice. Is what Spurs have had the problem with Harry Kane. Is they know that Harry Kane is always going to be the number one striker, and finding a player to be their number two is just impossible to find. Yeah, I think you're almost stuck at this point where you don't want to take Harry Kane off either. You sort of you're playing for the whole ninety. But I think sometimes when you're playing Newcastle and he's not had a good game all day, yeah. even though against Villa he did pop up the end and score some goals. We do sometimes just need to take him off. And, and I think play a bit more basic player like when Lucas Moura played at the top. When he played. Yeah, because that's the issue. It's when we faced Newcastle this weekend, we had Son, Moura, and Kane all on the pitch all at the same time, and there was no option off the bench to come on yeah. and change it up. It's not like we had Moura on the bench to then replace Kane, so we had more of a pacey option up front to get him in behind and put their back what back three under pressure. Yeah. So I think it'll be close between Stern and De Bruyne. I think maybe near the end of the season we might see some more Man City players getting more assists. Mm. Maybe De Bruyne might lack. I saw 
Um, David Silva got a couple of assists in one of the games they played. So we'll have to see if the point can keep it up. Because I reckon it could be a really decent season for Riyad Mahrez. Because <clears throat> he's just coming back from African Cup of Nations. That's why he hasn't been playing as much. Yeah. And now that Sane's out injured for quite a long time, or I think it's like eight to nine months, he probably missed the majority of the season. It's once he comes back to fitness after being out playing football all summer, is that when he hits the ground running for City, he could be very important, especially around the turn of Christmas where there'll be games picking fast. Yeah, I could definitely see Mari being in that front three. Mm. I'd personally get rid of Bernardo Silva. Yeah, because I think maybe the long-term plan is now knowing that David Silva's going to... He's leaving City at the end of the season. That Bernardo Silva will fill in where David is and play either with Rodri, Gundogan, De Bruyne, Fernandinho in that middle three. And then they play Mares kind of in the front three. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they play about David Silva. be a big player to lose. Yeah. But I suppose they've managed it without the company so far this season. We'll have to see. Because he's had to drop his managerial role. Oh, is he? Yeah, I think he's failed to win any of his first four games as player-manager and he's been slated for trying to bring in Guardiola's style of play into the Belgium League. So now he's just a player. He's been dropped as player-manager. So it's not gone too well. Right, on to the next one. Who do you think is going to be your young player this season? And I can bet you £10. I know who you're thinking. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Mason Mount. Yeah. Not that... I don't think it would be close between the young players. Bias, 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 bias. I just don't think there will be a young player making a bigger effect. As in Mason Mount, it's his first season in Chelsea Colours. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think he will, because of the Lampard style, he will make a bigger impact mm-hmm. and could cause Chelsea in getting that top four finish. Whereas other players like Madison, Leicester aren't expected to do amazingly well in the league. Like they're not going to come top four, make them top six, maybe come in seventh. But I don't think Madison will have as big as impact as Mason Mount will. I think, as <clears throat> like you said, that Mason Mount has is so integral to Lampard's style and Lampard's kind of the way he wants to play football yeah. with the high press, with the young talent or kind of young guns in midfield because he kind of plays in behind that striker and helps the ball out wide helps to support either Giroud or Tammy Abram up front Mason Mount is so key for him that he will have that big impact but I do think Madison is another great shout for young player of the season because uh, with for Leicester we know that when we saw Brendan Rodgers come in he was given more because they played more attacking football and more free flowing he enjoyed that style a lot more and he was getting more assists and creating more chances. And no other player since the start of last season has created more chances than Madison. Yeah, I think um, Madison will be the player for Leicester. I think, especially Leicester now under Brendan Rodgers. They'll play a different kind of football. We'd almost see it like at Celtic where they play, play games to win, play games to control the ball. Yeah. I think we'll see that a lot more at Leicester may not affect the Premier League as much as it would in the Scottish League, because obviously the big gulf of difference yep. between South and other teams. But I think Leicester will go into every game trying to avoid defeat. Obviously, like most teams, trying to win the game. But I think it will happen a lot more this season under Brendan Rodgers. 
and obviously having a player like Madison getting a good assist, looking a good ball for a free kick. So yeah, I think it could do well to get some great assists this season. Another player I want to mention, Harry Wilson for Bournemouth. Do you think he could potentially be up there? He might be, but I'm unsure. Just because Bournemouth you never know how they're gonna play. Yeah. In a way. So far we've played four four two where you have two strikes up front in either Kyle Wilson and Harry Wilson, or they've also had Kyle Wilson and Josh King. King yeah. And then on the wings they've had Fraser. Harry Wilson and Fraser. So you never know really where Emerson can play. See, so come on for Charlie Daniels on the weekend yeah. and scored an outrageous free kick. Yeah, he played well that game. It was a good free kick. And if he scored against Villa as well, so that's two goals in two games for him. Yeah, he's, he's been playing well. But it'll be interesting to see if he continues with Bournemouth. Because obviously, Bournemouth are not, I'd say, not quality. It's sort of a Leicester Madison team and a, a Wolves team. I think they'll be thereabouts in the Premier League. But I think mid-table position probably will end up where they are. Obviously, last season, they started the league really well. Callum Wilson, Ryan Fraser, Rinkin, Trensley, getting any goals, getting other results. But will it be the same this season? I'm not so sure. They did end that season with bad run fixtures where they were almost down the bottom end of the league. But I think under Eddie Howe, it would be um, a good team. It could be a good player. So another one uh, for the end of the season could be Cantwell for Norwich. Already picked up a goal and two assists in his first three games for Norwich this season. And with his link-up play with Puki, he could be proved to be very valuable yeah. going forward. If he continues to start and Puki continues to not be injured, they could be a good duo. I thought that's over the weekend, the movement Puki made. He not only can make runs towards the goal, he can slide up on the side, put players in. We saw it a few times against Newcastle. Drill a lovely ball and see players nearby. So, yeah, it could be a good opportunity for Cantwell, young player. As on the right side, it's quite a young young team. They've got, um, I think, one, another one to watch could be Max Allen's. Yes. He could be a really good player for Norwich. Going forward, they do look really well. They do look really good, especially with their win backs, like you say, Max Allen's. Centre back Godfrey as well. He's a new young up and comer that could do well for this them season. I think my player of the season is James Madison. I think my player of the season is Mason Mount. Oh, who's the argument? Who should we pick for England, Mount or Madison? Yeah, that's that's a, that's a tough one. Yeah, I think maybe. Would you pick them both? They could both play. I think Madison may be better playing, you know, midfield position. You could say that Mount has played in both cam yeah. midfield. Maybe Madison is more of a cam cameo. Yeah, because <clears throat> like we said earlier, he's enjoyed playing his football under Brendan Rodgers, and the fact that it's more free flowing in the attack. But and like going forward, when you've got Vardy, who can run off the last man, and you just put ball through. I mean, his assist for Vardy against Sheffield United was incredible. Yeah. The way he hit it with the outside of the boot, put it on a plate from Vardy just to slot home. So I think he'll, and he got an assist against Chelsea, so that was two and two games for him. So I think he's going to be my young player this season. Or right, see at the end of the season. When, yeah, we'll see when I'm right. We'll see when I'm right. Right, so moving on, who we think of the transfer. So there was a busy summer for the Premier League, a lot of big signings. 
Who do you think is going to have the biggest impact and going to be the best summer signing? Um, I think there's obviously been a lot of chance for this season. I think some of the best signings. It's obviously not Chelsea player, you've got to remember that. Well, I actually have got a chance to play with You can't put Pulisic. Well, I have. Well, no, because that was made in January. Yeah, but he hasn't played as England yet. <sighs> okay, can't. I'll humour this. I'll just run you through my tops, and then we can always talk about them. Cool. My tops, I've gone with Lasalso, going to Spurs. I've gone with Pulisic. I've gone with Pepe. I've gone with Tierney. Yep. I've gone with Wambazaka. Yep. Uh, I've gone with Jimenez, even though he did play for Wolves last year. I'm not accepting it. They've ten- I'm not accepting they've it. They've signed him this year. I'm not accepting it. I've gone with Tillemans. I'm not accepting it. Uh, I've gone with Haller, West Ham. Okay. I've gone with Camarasso, who is a loan deal with potential to buy. What, uh, the Cardiff City player? Not Cardiff anymore. Yeah, but he played for Cardiff last season. Yeah. You think he's going to be a decent signing? He was yeah. a decent signing. He's a good player. For Palace? Yep. Okay. I've gone with Mapai, and I've gone with Mings. Okay, right. Starting with Pepe. He's yep. made his first two appearances for Arsenal. Do you think he's going to be their big player? Um, I think when I made his predictions, which was before all the game started, I was thinking, looking back at that season, he got 22 goals, 11 assists in the league. I was thinking, yeah, it could be what Arsenal needs, that player on the wing. He's shown potential on the wing. He's good with his moves, little step over with his skills. Um... First player to dribble past Van Dijk in 50 yeah. appearances. Just needs to slightly chalk up his finishing a bit. I think his finishing needs, yeah, he like could you said, finish against Adrian. And I think he needs to move the ball quicker. Yeah, I, I think, think it would take him a few games, but to get first start, it was his first start. It was his first start. Yeah, and I think when he does make the run, it's um, once he realises he has to stop running because there's no option going forward. Is where's my next pass? And he just that's what he lacks it's that decision to make the next pass yeah I think obviously French League isn't great yeah like you've, like we said he's facing French farmers in defence so it will take him time to adapt to the new best league in the world what about Ceballos for Arsenal do you think he would be a flop um, he's shown signs of being a good player but it's just whether or not he gets to play or not all the time I thought he was more of a Midfielder player. You think be more deep line than kind of that ten? Yeah, because I think they sort of they to begin with against Liverpool they did play with three up top with Aubameyang, Carvalho on the left wing and Pep in the right. Mm. But then they must have changed it for that that sort of diamond formation yeah, that we spoke right. about. But I'm not sure about Carvalho. I think it'll be good, but I don't think it'll be a top top player. Okay, and Pulisic. Pulisic. Um, I've been impressed with Pulisic so far. He's not been like, amazing Hazard replacement. He's never going to be as good as Hazard. We're never ever going to buy a player that's going to be as good, as, as, be as, good as Hazard. But for what he's contributed so far, he's been decent. Because in the Super Cup, he was incredible. Yeah, despite his goal being offside, it was the finish. Yeah. And this season so far, he's made some good assists. And, you know, He's better than nothing, he's not done nothing, but he's been that player that we, we needed, a bit more youth on the wing, 
and he's only 19 years old. So, and good player, I think. So you've got this Elso down. Yeah. What about Undombele? Um. Well, I haven't got him. You haven't. You think he'd be a flop? Not a flop, but you just don't think he'd be. Yeah. Good. Okay. Because after seeing Lacelso, like he has made two bench appearances, one against City and one against Newcastle. I mean, we won't be able to really tell until he makes his full start, but he hasn't been. Mm-hmm. He just looks like another squad player. I think he could be a good player. He could be decent, and I think he just needs to have the opportunity to shine from a start. Yeah. Because I would like to see him in the midfield and settle the Mella, because I think he's rubbish. And it'd be... You'd be able to tell and get more of a scope once he starts and he just gets a run of games. Because he did slip the ball through to Harry Kane when Harry Kane should have had a penalty against Lascelles. Don't get into that. But I think Ndombele will have a bigger impact. I mean, we've seen already he didn't play on Saturday because of an injury. But against City, he was great on the ball. Got a decent assist for Lamella. And then his first ever goal against, or his first goal for Tottenham against Villa was a great finish. And he did really well in the midfield. And once he got that goal, his confidence just grew. Yeah. So I reckon he will have a big impact. I think he's a good player and the ballet. But I think this also could be one to surprise a few people. He did well last year with uh, Real Betis. He obviously, he's come from a big PSG team. PSG players, normally PSG are a player. Yeah, but we've seen that with other PSG players. I mean, to be fair, Lucas Mora come from PSG. has done really well for Tottenham. And yeah, We've had um, Aurier from PSG, and he's just another right back. You've got, you got that PSG link. So yeah, but it's not the consistency in the PSG links. Mora's been decent. Aurier's been okay. Mora got you to the Champions League final. Oh, what a hat-trick. What a performance. But we won't go into that Champions League final. Right. right. Who else do you think will have a deep, really good impact? I'll put summer? Tierney down. I yeah. think he's exactly what Arsenal needed. That left back. Yeah. They've been lacking someone in that left back. They lacked someone at the right back, I think. Is it Nathan Miles at the right back? I think he's good. He's not world class. I think at the moment they're waiting for Bellerin to come back from injury. Yeah. And I think once Bellerin does, he gets to form. And Tierney is fit and in decent form. And they get a whole new centre back pair and they have a better defence. Because, I mean, Socrates is an okay defender. But you're replacing David Luiz with. Yeah, like you're replacing Mustafa with David Luiz, and it's just not the right. I mean, we saw against Liverpool, his first two mistakes for Arsenal caused two goals for Salah. So, yeah, last season in the Scottish League, he played 20 games, got five assists. Um, that's decent, decent from a left back. Decent from a left back, especially perhaps under Brendan Rodgers, where his left backs aren't moving forward as much as. Well, he has got Chilwell, so he does like a. Yeah, it's true, it's true. We'll have to see. But, but I think his issue is he did have quite a few injuries last season. Which yeah, he's not a match fit yet. He didn't play much to the, the friendlies. Yeah. Get back to fitness. But when he's fit, he'll definitely be staying in that first 11. So I've also gone with, if you count it, Juan Pesaka. Uh, Yes, because that would count. Even though he was at Palace last year. Yeah, but he's only not yet. I mean, your other two, Tielemon, have been... Lesser for six months prior to joining him. Wan Bissaka is new to United. Same with Maguire. Yeah. So Wan Bissaka, you think is going to be a very is going to grow in confidence? Yeah, I think 
he looks pretty pretty good in the ball. Yeah. He's making good tackles. He's stopped any anything down that right wing. Mm. Against Chelsea, played well. Intercepted loads of times. Against Wolves, he put some great tackles as well. I think he'll get better going forwards, but yeah. at the back he's solid and he's a quick player as well. Because defensively, you could argue he's a lot stronger than Trent Alexander-Arnold, who I would say, at the moment in time, a better fullback. But Trent Alexander-Arnold is a better player going forward because that's what Klopp likes. But I think <clears throat> once he gets used to United's style, especially with either like James Lingard around him, who will want support from a right back, he'd be very decent. Yeah. So I think yeah, Mum's actually good. Well, we won't talk about Jimenez because he doesn't count, count apparently. Don't count. He's, he's already been there for a season. Even though he's signed for them. I'd um, allowed it last year because it would have been a new signing, but this is. It is a new signing. Well, it's not. They bought him. Right. Um, so who next, else do you think is going to have a big impact? So I've gone with Haller or Sam. Picked up two goals this weekend. Picked up two good goals. Um, weren't amazing goals. I'm going to say that they were one was attacking. One was even if it was an overhead kick, it was it was attacking, and the goalie was in the corner. So, <coughs> you know, West Ham fans, you may be ecstatic. Prolific, prolific striker. But he has scored from literally like an inch of the goal. But I do rate him, and he got 20 goals last season for Frankfurt. So, I think he will be a good player for Ham when they need it. When they're playing a game, where they're in the game. That's the thing. <coughs> West Ham have needed like, this star striker for ages now. They've yeah. not had one for years. And now they've got one, they could hopefully get into the top half of the table. But I think it's the rest of the team that's probably left. Yeah. Well, you've got 15 in the league and 9 in the nine assists. And they also play in Europe League as well. and got 5 goals and 3 assists in 10 games. So, the fact that West Ham have brought in a previous Europa League player... A good purchase, minus because West Ham won't be getting near a league anytime soon. And they could do it over the next few seasons if they continue to make signings like that and strengthen yeah. the squad, but whether they'll get that this season, I doubt it. Yeah. And the last player I have, well, I've got two actually, and I've got three. Go I've got, we won't talk about Cam- Camarasso. Yep, because I don't count. Because it doesn't count. We'll talk about well, Mackay. No, it would count. It was a card, it yeah, it would count, but I think you're wrong in your being a big signing, so it doesn't count. Alright, we won't talk about it because we've got my pie to talk about. Okay. Um, I'm impressed with my pie. That's during the championship, 25 goals. One of the new in the championship get over that 20 mark. Mm. I've already seen with Abraham, it's off the mark. Yep. And we've also seen with McBurney, who's signed for Sheffield United. He got over 20 goals. He's off the mark. And it looks like it could be the start of trusting championship players. Yeah. Uh, over this 20 mark goal. But do you think Tammy Abrahams and those players are likely to get 20 plus goals in the Premier League anytime soon? Not. Maybe not our Abraham because of the club he's at. Because Chelsea sort of have uh, players in locked depth or points in every area. But, like Pookie and like Haller, I could see potentially a pie and a Bernie getting close to that 25. You reckon goal. they'll get close to 20 goals? They'll get, 20, they'll get close to 20 goals. I think McBurney will just go over 10. He'll have 11 or 12. Maybe McBurney. McPie will have 
I think the same, just maybe over 10. Pookie will get over 20. He's already a quarter of the way there. Yeah. But I think Haller, I can only see him get 15, maybe one or two more, 16, 17. But that's about it. That's close to 20. Close to 20, but I think out of them lot, Mc, um, not McBurney, Pookie will get 20 plus. Yeah, maybe not McBurney. He doesn't play if he starts at Sheffield yet. No, because sure. they play with Goldrick. We've got Billy yeah. Sharp there as well. We so. didn't even play Billy Sharp yet. He's yeah. only benched. The Empire, if Brighton play him, because they didn't play him to begin with, mm. before Glenn Murray. But now, last, after last week, they were playing Dernham and Pye. I think and Dernham had it sent off. Then, yeah, I think it could be a different game. And then the last signing that I think is going to be a top, I've gone with Mings. Gone he's... from Bournemouth to Villa. Yep. I think he's a good captured Villa. They've obviously brought a lot of players in. They know the quality they want. Gone with that only quality. They've brought a few players from Belgium League. They've played well. Started off things. Started off slow. We've got a goal. Where's he's got a goal? But yeah, I think Mings is what they needed to just have that bit of solid defensive work. Yeah, I think Mings has looked very impressive in the first few fixtures. Um, Saturday when they, oh, not Saturday, Friday when they beat Everton, he again was solid at the back. Yeah. And he was one of the reasons they actually got that win against Everton and managed to keep a clean sheet. So I reckon if he keeps up his performances and doesn't get injured, he'll prove valuable to for the last season and help them survive their first year back in the Premier League. Yep, I totally agree. That was my last props. So I reckon out of them. Big, I don't know who I think is going to have the biggest impact. I think Pepe needs to get off the mark with the goal. That's the one thing that's stopping him. It's we can all wait, we can look online all these runs he's making and making players yeah. look silly. But until he gets a goals or assists, we can't say whether he's going to have the impact. Yeah. And he's such a similar to player to Aubameyang and Lacazette. Well, Lacazette's more of a number nine, but he's such a similar player to Aubameyang that it just doesn't yeah. look like he's going to have an impact. So Bios does look very decent. I think he has he's such a creative midfielder that Arsenal have needed since probably like Santi Zola, he's that sort of player. Yeah. Really technical, decent player. Um other than that, I think Ndombele will have a decent season. I don't think he'll be at his best. I think watching him at the moment he does look a bit before he was injured, uh, he did look a bit sluggish and a bit like he was getting used to the pace. So we'll just have to wait for him. The Celso, I think it'll take him a season to get embedded into the Premier League. I don't think he'll be getting. He'll probably get got maybe five goals, six, seven assists. He won't have rate, big yeah. numbers. At this rate of where he's not getting started. Yes. Yeah. I don't think he'll have an amazing impact unless he starts. We've still got the draws, Europe League, Champions League, mm-hmm. so he could see some more starts. Yeah. May not necessarily get all the starts in the Premier League, but could see a few goals in the Cup. Right. I'm struggling to make my decision for. I think it's going to be. The biggest impact. We obviously very prepare, we prepare very well for this podcast. Um, so I'm going to go with read them out to me. Read who you've got again, and I'll think oh, I'll choose from that list. Mings, Mopai, Hala, Yep, Wampasaka, Yep, Tierney, and Pepe, Pulisic, and Celso. Without counting the ones that. I'm gonna go. Tyro Mings, only based off his performances recently, and if he keeps it up, he will be, because I reckon that's how important it will be for Villa. Yeah. Can't be really good. Right. 
Moving on to the last category. Who do you think is going to be the flop? Oh, we're going to start some debates. I've got some big flops on here. Okay, who do you think is going to be the biggest flop from transfers? I'm going to run through my little list. Go through who you think is going to be a list of players that are going to flop this season. First flop, I put Rodri. Okay. Second flop, I've gone with Maguire. Oh, okay. I've gone with Awobi, going to Everton. Yeah. I've actually put Musa Keane, going to Everton. Okay. I've gone with Perez to Leicester. Saar, that's gone to Watford. Ayu, to Palace. Joel Linton, to Newcastle. Newcastle. Billing, gone to Bournemouth. Jay Adams, gone to Southampton. Musset, Musset, how do you say his name? Sheffield, went to Sheffield. Musset? The one that was at Bournemouth. No, he went to Brighton, didn't he? Original Sheffield. No, I don't. Oh, I'm thinking of two, I think it's two sides for last week. Last one, I think. Yeah. And then Wesley, to Aston Villa. I think, he did score against Everton, and it was... I mean, it was a clever run, and the ball put through from Jota was, I think, what made the goal what it was. But I did put him as my, I would have put him as the biggest flop after seeing him against Tottenham. He needs to get used to the physicality and the pace of the league because he was struggling to hold the ball up. As soon as there was some contact from a defender, he went down like a sack of potatoes, and he just didn't look like the striker they would need in order to stay up and get get them goals in order to stay up. So I think for me, Wesley is a big one. Maguire's an interesting one. I think he'd, he'd solidify the Man United defence to some extent, but I still think they're missing that extra centre-back that's going to solidify even more. Lindelof, it, it could just be just a bad performance against Palace. I mean, Mourinho's, as Mourinho said, he's always been a decent player, but we're not actually seeing that. I mean, at Chelsea, Maguire and Lindelof did mm. look very solid. Um, well, I just went for Maguire because, obviously, I was thinking... After just lost 4 0. I was thinking, oh, maybe I've made the wrong decision there. But do you think, do you think that decision is swayed more by the actual price tag that's coming up Maguire? No, no, I, I sort of half look at price tag, but just half look at how they actually perform. Mm. I think it's too easy to get carried away by United winning 4 0 when it could have easily been a different scoreline. I think if Tammy Abraham side. scored that goal where it hit, if he scored where that shot where it hit the post, that game would have been completely different. But, you know, Maguire did play well, but he just did the basics, you know. He just headed it out, controlled the ball, that's what he normally does. But then, where was he against Wolves? Where was he against Crystal Palace? Yeah. I think he's a good player, but I think United might be a bit of a flop, but not maybe down to the players around him. So a bit of both in the south, as well as the players around him. If United comes seventh, what I predicted, then am I accurate to say that it's been a flop? Yeah, because I think what people are expecting from Maguire is him to be kind of a Van Dyke for Liverpool. But I don't think he's ever going to be that. No. I mean, he could. It's a shame that he's now the most expensive defender. I don't think it's a shame. It's... I think it is a shame, yeah. But the thing is, we all know the market value appreciates over time. And that's what it's done. You can't compare Van Dyke and Maguire based off their what they've gone in previous transfer windows. Because you would. If you were looking at. Van Dyke now, yeah. for how much he's worth. He is worth 120 to 150 million pounds. Yeah. And Maguire's gone for 80. That's what you would argue Van Dyke's worth if you're comparing yeah. them now. But we look at Van Dyke, who was the most expensive transfer 
and then goes on to win the Champions League, and goes on to win the Player of the Year as well. But I don't Maguire think, is not you know, Maguire went off the same. So in that regard, I think it's a shame. But you know, the modern day money does rise incredibly amount. Right. So who was your first choice? Who did you first read off? Rodri. Okay. Why do you think that? I don't think he's going to be as good as Fernandinho. Yeah, but he's still so young, so he's got the time to develop into that player. I just don't think he will be a good Fernandinho. Fernandinho is a boss, and yeah, he is the main man in that CDM position. Better than Kante? Not better than Kante. In the Man City. Better than Kante? Not better than Kante. You sure? Kante. You said he's the boss. Is he better than Kante or not? No, because Kante is the biggest, the biggest boss. When Kante is fully fit and playing yeah. as he should be, protecting the back four, he is brilliant. But could I think I... that Fernandinho's role, protecting the back four, and literally as soon as he gets the ball, it's just putting out wide. I think Rodri will just need to get used to the pace of the league. There's been a couple of occasions where he's just been caught out. He did against West Ham and just survived. He did against Liverpool in the Community Shield and survived just. So I think for him, he's just got to get used to the pace and used to the physicality and know that as soon as you get the ball, you've got to know where your next pass is going to be even before you get it. I think he likes just to get that touch, another touch, and then have that decision, but he's just got to learn quickly. That, that's just not going to be the case. Well, against Spurs, um, Fernandinho wasn't playing. It was Roger in the team, and it was 2-2. I'd say, yeah, for the Lamella goal, he was given too much space to turn and have a shot. Edison should have done a lot better. Yeah. But I think the corner was just... It, it was just one of those. Yeah, it's, I think... Rodri gets bigger teams and may not have a bigger impact. And I think, obviously, Fernandinho's been to Copa America, so he's just waiting for the kind of get back into the full fitness after having an extended holiday. Yeah, so it may take Rodri a season or two to sort of get into the groove of this Guardiola style. But hopefully by then, Guardiola will left Man City anyway. Or sacked. He's not won the Champions League. I don't think he'll be getting sacked for the Champions League. I think he'll walk because he'll just want a new challenge. I can't see him if City haven't won the Champions League in two years' time. I'd in the say. next twelve to eighteen months, no, yeah, so one to two seasons' time, or walk. And I think it's the same with Klopp. I think he'll get bored as well. No, I can see Klopp starting No, because apparently he was thinking that when his contract expires in twenty twenty two, they might retire two or three years after. So he may be looking at calling it quits. And I think Gary Neville made a <clears throat> and a uh, debatable prediction that United will win the league before Liverpool do. Because he believes that Salah will leave in the next season or two if they don't win the league, because City will be too dominant. So then he'll have that big move to a Real Madrid. That's crazy. Man United are not going to win the league. I don't think Man United will win it in the next two or three seasons. I think they'll win it in the next five seasons. Next, next five? Next really? Five, yeah. I, think, I don't think... Solskjaer will be the manager to do it. I think he's just going to be the manager to help rebuild the squad to a certain extent that another manager can come in and take it to the next level. Yeah, I'd agree. Right. So we've also gone with Awobi. Yeah. I was I was surprised that Arsenal let him go based on he's one of the only players that I know that come through the ranks and know what it means to wear the Arsenal colours. Yeah, I think it was a weird sign because in that Europe League final especially, Awobi was the only standout performer. For Arsenal, yeah. 
and now they're letting go of thinking, okay, yeah, you bought in that pay for 70 mil, but a Wobi is still a good player, and you haven't really got that depth as Arsenal should do. Mm. We've got a lot of young players in the team, and I think a is a weird one to let go. And I think Everton only made that purchase because they knew they weren't going to get Zaha on top. Yeah, I think it was a bit of a rush decision. And but the Wobians are not like one, so it just seems just a weird panic buy. And as we can see from Everton so far this season, that's true with goals. So it's not really well. And another less another Everton is Musa Keen. Um even though on the previous podcast I think he should play more than Calvin Lewin, mm. um he won't be that top top striker just yet. So he even came out in an interview and said he'll be happy to take six goals in the league this season. Really? That's crazy. Six goals? It still doesn't happen. That's the same as Calvin Lewin last year. Yeah, but that's not what Everton need. For Everton to reach into the top six, which is their goal, they need someone that's going to get him 20 goals a season yeah. like Lukaku was. They shouldn't have been bothered to buy on if he was just going to say, oh, we have to do six goals. But I think he was unhappy at Juventus and probably unhappy with Sarri coming in. So he did try to make that move in order to make a name for himself at yeah, the biggest stage. Also quite true, yeah. And he probably Everton probably is the stage for him to make a bigger name for himself so then he can move on to a United or a Chelsea or a bigger club or even a bigger European club. Yeah. Right. Next player. I've gone with Perez. Jose Perez. I think he's a flop. He's really? not produced the goods at Leicester. Yeah, but it's only been three games. I don't see him producing the goods. Leicester's a completely different team. Newcastle, he was sort of their always one-man player. They literally relied on Perez to get the goals. And I think this season he's struggled. He's not been as prolific. Because last season he had 12 goals in the league and two assists. I don't think we get over 10 goals at Leicester. But I think he'll suit less. Yeah, I think he'll have more joy under Brendan Rodgers because yeah. it's more attacking than what Rafa had. I think Rafa could have played more attacking style if he had the backing of players to bring in. And Jose Perez could have been a lot more important to Newcastle. But I just think he will have a. I don't think he'll have an amazing impact. I think he'll have a decent impact for Leicester yeah. and just be a healthy depth squad player. Yeah, I still think he won't be. I don't I think, think he'll, he'll be top, he'll be decent. I think he'll be worse off than perhaps a lot of Leicester fans would expect. Okay. Just because they've seen him play for a worse team like Newcastle, score 12 goals, and they expect him to get over 10 with Leicester. I don't think he will happen. I think he'll probably be looking around the 7 or 8 goal margin. Right, who else have you got for us and why? Next, I've got Saar, who signed for Watford. He's come from a League One team. Got eight goals and seven assists in the league, 35 games. Played in the Europa League as well. Played nine games, got four goals, three assists. But it's just that same sort of barrier as Pepe. It's it's the lack playing at a better defensive team. Yeah, it's the lack of quality in the French league. And I think at Watford, as we've seen so well, Watford they're just not performing like they should be. Yeah, because Javi Garcia, as we said <coughs> in our last episode. Is under increasing amount of pressure at the moment as manager, and I don't. Did he make? He made an appearance at the weekend, didn't he? Against Brighton, wasn't he? Yeah. So he made an appearance, but didn't play 
uh, or didn't make a big of an impact. He was an interesting signing. I think Everton wanted him as a potential replacement for Zaha. I think if, and I think Palace were looking at him as well. I think if Palace managed to sign him instead of Watford, they'd have happily let Zaha out. Um, he there was a big hype around him after the World Cup, after playing for Senegal, and was impressed along with Sadik Mane playing the same team as him. But like you say, whether he um, has a big impact at Watford. Yeah, I just don't think he suits the Watford formation because they play that four in defence. Like they four, play, two, two, two. Yeah. And the way it's kind of it's two true. midfielders, but they're tucked in. It's like two sort of defensive midfielders. And two attacking midfielders, midfielders, and they lack a bit of yeah. width for it, yeah. It's a weird formation, and Sars more of a winger. Yeah. A winger sort of player. So maybe he'll be played like the square at the moment, playing at front. But still, I still find that really weird because Elfway is a sexual winger. Yeah. Not a striker. So, okay. yeah, I think Sar will be well. So, is that the last or you got some more? Friends? I have still got some more, yeah. Cool. Who have you got? I've got Ayu. Despite scoring against Man United and playing a good game, last yep. season at Swansea, he only got one goal in 20 games yeah. and two assists. Yeah, I don't think. I think Palestine is a sign of desperation because they thought they were losing Zaha, so needed an attacking option of them Benteke. Yeah. But I don't think, as you say, he's going to have that amazing impact. He had probably the best first half of his life against United and caused them all sorts of trouble. But I don't think he's going to ever reach what Zaha is at the moment for um, for Crystal Palace. Yeah. He's no Batswai either. When Batswai was on loan at Palace, mm. he was, had a good link up with Zaha. Good forward play with Benteke as well. And I just don't see the same idea. So I think it will be a bit of a flop side. I think I it's just he had a he had wheat bix for his breakfast and had a decent performance against Yeah, the good half. Yeah, that's, against, that's his goal for the season. Yeah, and you won't hear about him for the rest of the season. The next I've gone with Jolinton from Newcastle. Did score on the weekend, open his account? He did score, but he did miss a sitter against Norwich. When they had crossed him in and he headed it wide from close range. I just don't think he'll be that perfect player that Newcastle could be. I think if he had more support around him, he could be. Yeah. His finishing is, like, as you proved against Tottenham, he can find space and yeah. can finish. It's just at the moment he's got Al Myron as his kind of strike partner and he hasn't had registered an assist or a goal since he's been at Newcastle. Yeah, he's coming from MLS League as well, which is a bit of a weird signing. You don't see many coming from MLS. You saw a few years ago, Matt Mazgia come to Chelsea from MLS. Who's that? He's not made a single appearance, and he's now on loan at Reading. He's some tall USA, but international. He's really? international. We bought him from the MLS, from an MLS team. How much? Um, I think maybe around 7 or 8 mil. Okay. I'm surprised not Chelsea loads. didn't think... Oh, it's a young person. He's 40 now. He's, he's young. I think he's like 21, but he's like 6 foot 4 or something. Massive centre back. But you know, doesn't get a game because he's not good. Apparently, quality. And I think that's the same with Almiron. What about St. Maximum? Do you think he's going to have an impact this season or not? Who's he going for? Newcastle. I don't think so. Mr. Gucci Headband. Do you know who I'm on about? I know who I'm on, yeah. Come from Nice. Yeah. The thing I've said in a 
different podcast is his consistency is the fact that he could do something amazing and have an absolute great performance score a goal get an assist cause defenders nightmares then for the next four or five games he just goes missing yeah and he did pick up an injury against Tottenham and I remember when Vieira said about him he lacks that team ethic and does know what it means to sacrifice for a team yeah I think him similar to John Anderson it could be tough season for this year. I think they were lucky against Spurs. They played a good game, but you would we really expected Spurs to win that game. I think even though with that win, they still are nineteenth in the league. They're still even though they're three points, they're still, still really in relegation. Still only three games to be fair, there's only been three games played. Yeah. But I did predict Red, um, Newcastle going down. Basically because from seeing how they've set up, it's just not going to be an exciting season. It's literally, we're going to put eight men behind the ball, and Almiron and Joe Linton, you stay up there, and we'll be lucky if we get the ball at yeah. junior score. They use Almiron for his pace, but unfortunately, Almiron can't pass. Or so finish. Joe Linton won't ever get the ball. Score That's what he lacks. He lacks service, and it was just one lucky break for Newcastle weekend, and they got the three points. All it was, and they defended incredibly well. So yeah, with Hoffa Nine, he did score seven goals, but that's in 28 games. Seven? But seven goals and seven assists. So they paid £40 million for a striker that gets them seven goals and seven assists. In the Bundesliga, yeah. How yeah. many games? 28. He played two cup games and got three goals and one assist. And he played five Champions League games and he got a goal and assist. So overall, he got 15 goals. Right? Okay. No, not 15. Not quite that. Yeah, I couldn't see him being an amazing signing based on he doesn't have the support around him. Unlike Haller, who comes from Bundesliga, is he's got the likes of Felipe Anderson, Antonio, Lanzini, Fennels. Yeah. Well, Haller's come from Frankfurt with him and Jovic. Well, I know it's not the And come from Hoffenheim, who are not mm. as prolific. But have you heard about Jovic? Um, I have heard about Jovic. And what I mean by that is the but fact that Zidane is not that impressive. Not happy with him. Could be leaving. Could be leaving. This. I think there was AC Milan were rumoured with him, and after two months, he's not impressed Zidane one bit, and Zidane is looking to lay him out on loan instead. Yeah, he's not been performing. He's just not been getting the goals. But if we look at the rumour during pre-season, they've played horrendous. Yeah. Whole pre-season, they played Atletico Madrid, got slapped 7-3. Do you think Atletico Madrid will win the La Liga this season, or do you think Barcelona will do it? I think Atletico Madrid will They look even stronger now that they've lost Griezmann and brought Hal Gulaxin. Yeah. He'll be an even better. And they've got a world-class right-back. They have got a world-class right back in Kieran Trippier. In Kieran Trippier. They do have a world-class right back. clean sheet from assist in his first game. What can I say? We've lost a good in there. I think, to be fair, now that he's left and it's given Carl Walker-Peters a platform to make some starts for Tottenham, he will enjoy it a lot more because uh, Walker-Peters, in his first few appearances, has looked very tight at the back. The only issue we have with him is he's just susceptible to a mistake or to a game. Yeah. And if he gets rid of that, he'll be a very good right back. Yeah. Next one, next flop is Billing. 
So he left the relegated Huddersfield for 14 mil. I and think John it's the same with Rodri in the fact that the job he does is so undervalued and doesn't get looked at that we won't be able to judge his impact at the team unless you watch him game, game yeah. after game and you watched him play live if you're in the stadium. Because that's what I find with Harry Winks is he's one of my favourite players to watch live. And the job he does, because I do the same prob- I probably do the same job when I play on Saturdays, is that I appreciate it a lot more when I watch it live. And when you see it done really well, you enjoy watching it. Because Harry Winks, the way they can break up play and pass the ball, keep it moving, keep it going, watching him live is very decent. Especially yeah. watching him on the TV. Yes, he had a decent game against Villa. But then you watch him, he done the same pretty much against Newcastle, but it's not as appreciated as more. And I yeah. think it's the same with Billing. It's, he does that job that is so undervalued and so not looked at that it'd be hard for us to say whether he'll have a top and flop season without us physically watching him game after game after game and seeing how he gets on. Yeah, I think, obviously, like you said, his contribution is a lot more different than more attacking players. Yeah. But we'll have to see how we'll get on the season. He has started so far, but I don't think it's going to be a standout performance. Okay, and who else? You want to finalise up the list? Well, last three, I've got Che Adams. Okay. I've got Moisset. Yep. I've got Wesley. I think, for me, the biggest flop would be Wesley out, all three of them. I actually think Che Adams. The thing is, I, I think Villa would play more expansive football, um, but I think... Watching Wesley, especially against Tottenham, it's his movement. Like There was just a lack of it. He wasn't used to the game. Even for a big striker, he just didn't look like he was used to the physicality and used to the pace, and he just looked really sluggish. He's got Champions League and European yeah, experience. Yeah, but he's playing in Belgium, I've got to say. He's got 10 goals and 9 assists in 28 games in the league. Not, not bad. Not team, bad but team player. Against Belgian farmers. Yeah, I don't know what the Belgian standards are like. So... It's not going to be the same. I, For me, he's going to be the big flop out of all three of those. I think Chairman's is quite a flop. Um, I think he's just a championship player. He is just a typical Patrick Bamford. Really? Yeah. So you don't think that Patrick Bamford will get the goals this season for Leeds that will get him promoted? Oh, so you, no, let me rephrase that. If Leeds come up yeah. next season, because... It does look like they're going to, and Patrick Bamford is getting a lot of goals for Leeds. Yeah. Do you think he would have the same impact as Pookie, or will he be just another David Nugent and just He'll belong be in the championship? Another Billy Sharp, where they buy more strikers and need Billy Sharp at the bench. No, that weren't two options because Billy Sharp has been there and he could have made the move up, but he stuck with Sheffield United and got with them, and he scored them their first Premier League goal. So. The question is, will he be more pooky and sell in, or will he be David Nugent and just flicker there, not do very well, and have a bigger impact on championship teams in the league? Uh, that's a tough one. I'm not sure. I think Leeds will try him in the Premier League. Well, maybe a season. Yeah. But I think after he's been in the Premier League more than one season, he'll just stay in the championship. Really? I don't think he'll be like pooky. I don't think he'll get the goals in the Premier League. I think he is just a championship. He's a good championship goal scorer. Championship is his highest level. The thing is, I reckon you do quite decent 
I think seeing now Leeds play their football, it's so free-flowing and great football to watch sometimes that he will be standout for them. And I think if he comes up to the Premier League, Bielsa stays and they play the same style of football, that they'll do. They'll have like a Wolves season or a Norwich season and do really well. I'm not so sure. I don't think Patrick Bradford has got the goals, which is why I think Che Evans will be a flop for Southampton because he did get 22 goals last season, but he's not oh well interesting guys let us know what you think about whether we've got them right or wrong who you think is going to be the biggest breakout stars and who are going to be the flops and also who you think are going to be both the player and young third seasons you know the drill please let us know what you thought of this podcast leave a review at the bottom and tell us how you think getting on make sure you follow all the socials uh, insta and twitter at podcast underscore fg And we will see you next time. Thanks for listening.